Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everybody? You're listening to another episode of Life in English. I'm your host, Tony Kazan. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the modern struggle. What is the modern struggle, you might be asking yourself. The modern struggle is our collective effort to adapt to this dramatic and rapid increase in access to information that we have today. In many ways, this has made life so much better, so much easier. In other ways, however, it has degraded our life experience. So we're going to listen to an audio clip from the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And in this clip, Naval Ravikant talks to Joe about what he calls the modern struggle. Now, if you'd like to read a transcript of this episode or watch the animated video clip from the Joe Rogan Experience, you can go to lifeinenglish.net forward slash EP95. All right, my friend, let's get into the episode. So I'm going to play the audio clip now and I'll share my personal thoughts after that. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Look, most of modern life, all our diseases are diseases of abundance, not diseases of scarcity, right? Mm. Old times, I may have starved. Uh, I, you know, old times, if I got sugar, that was a wonderful thing. I should have eaten all the sugar to get my hands on. If I gotten a piece of news or gossip, that was interesting data that would have helped my life and moved me forward. Um, if I'd gotten some brief amount of entertainment, whether through video games or magazines or whatever, that would have been good. Now it's all diseases of abundance. We are overexposed to everything. The human brain is not designed to absorb all of the world's breaking news, 24-7 emergencies injected straight into your skull with clickbait headline news. If you pay attention to that stuff, even if you're well-meaning, even if you're sound of mind and body, it will eventually drive you insane. This is, goes back to Clockwork Orange, where he's, you know has his eyes opened up mm. and he's forced to watch the news. But I think that's what's happening right now because these are addictive, right? The, mm -hmm. the, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, these are weaponized. You have social statisticians and scientists and researchers and people in lab coats, literally best minds of our generation, figuring out how to addict you to the news. Yes. And if you fall for it, if you get addicted, your brain will get destroyed. And I think this is the modern struggle. 
Right? The modern struggle, so the ancient struggle used to be the tribal struggle. You had your tribe of friends and family, you had your religion, you had your country, you had your loyalty, you had your nationality. At least you had meaning and support, but now you would struggle against other tribes. Modern life, we're so free, everything's become atomized. We stand alone. You live in your apartment alone. You live in your house alone. Your parents don't live nearby. Your friends don't live nearby. You don't have any tribal meaning. You don't believe in religion anymore. You don't believe in country anymore. It's fine. You got a lot of freedom. It's fantastic. But now, when they come to attack you, you're alone and you mm. can't resist. So how do they attack you? It's all well-meaning. I don't fault capitalism. I love capitalism. But look at how it happens. Social media, they've massaged all the mechanisms to addict you like a Skinner's pigeon or a rat who's just going to click, 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 can't put the phone down. The food, they've taken sugar and they've weaponized it. They've put it into all these different forms and varieties that you can't resist eating. Drugs, right? They've taken pharmaceuticals and plants and they've synthesized them. They've grown them in such a way that you, can't, you get addicted. You can't put them down. Porn, right? If you're a young male, you wander around the internet It'll like sap away your libido and you're not going out in real life society anymore because you've got this incredibly stimulating stuff coming at you. Video games, another way to addict people. So you have this, you have entire large factories of people that are working to addict you to these things and you stand alone. So the modern struggle as an individual is learning how to resist these things in the first place, drawing your own boundaries and there's no one there to help you. All right, my friends, if you didn't understand everything, don't feel too bad. I mean, it was a conversation between two native speakers, and sometimes it can be very challenging to follow along. But what I'm going to do now is just talk about a few vocabulary words that might not be familiar to you, but I think might be useful to you in your everyday conversations with other English speakers. All right, it's a pretty short list, so I'm going to try to run through it as quickly as possible. So the first word that we heard in there that I think you might not be familiar with but is useful is the word abundance. Abundance is just a very large quantity of something. So if we're in the age of abundance, it means that we're in the age of easy accessibility to various products or goods or services. You know, there's food everywhere. There's money everywhere. There's clothing and gadgets, electronics. We just have access to everything. When I say we, I'm talking about the United States. Obviously, it's not the same in every country, but I believe that's what he was trying to say. Now, the next word on the list is scarcity. Scarcity is kind of like the opposite of abundance. It's the state of being scarce or in short supply or a shortage. So, you know, if, if there's a scarcity of you know bread, for example, that means there's a shortage of bread. There's not enough for everyone. Okay. The next word is starve. Starve just means to suffer severely or die from hunger. So if you go enough time without eating, you will starve and die. You'll die of hunger. All right. The next word is gossip. Gossip is casual or unconstrained conversation or reports about other people, typically involving details that are not confirmed as being true. So, you know, like at work or amongst a group of friends, it's very, very common for people to talk about other people, even if they don't know what they're saying is true. You know what I mean? Just kind of telling stories and, oh, I heard this. Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what he did? Blah, blah, blah. And nobody really knows if what they're saying is true. They're just repeating other stuff that they heard about other people. That's gossip. All right. Uh, the next one is 24-7 emergency. Now, 24-7 is an idiom that just means all the time. And it represents 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week. So if something is happening 24 hours a day, seven days a week, it's literally all the time. All right. The next one is clickbait. Clickbait. Now, bait, B-A-I-T, bait is food that's used to entice fish or other animals as prey. So let's say you're going fishing. You're going to put a little worm or a cricket or something on the end of your line and throw that in the water to grab the fish's attention and to entice them or to convince them to come bite the hook so that you can get the fish. Call that bait. So clickbait is just content, videos, news articles, whatever it is, with titles that are designed to entice you or pull you in or motivate you to click. That's clickbait. All right, the next term is well-meaning. Well-meaning just means well-intentioned or having good intentions. And then he mentioned in the clip a movie called Clockwork Orange. I've never seen this movie, but it came out in the 70s. And if you watch the animated clip on my website, lifeinenglish.net forward slash EP95, you can go watch it. If you watch that clip, it plays a short video clip from the movie that he's referencing. All right. Now, the last word on the list is weaponized. Weaponized just means adapted for use as a weapon. So these social media apps have been weaponized. So they go from being a tool or a toy to something that was actually designed to do harm or to do damage. It's being used as a weapon against you. All right. Cool. So let's continue. Now, Naval mentioned many different areas of life that have been affected by the invention of the Internet, the computer, and eventually the smartphone and all the different apps that are available to us today. He mentioned things like food, drugs, porn, video games, and social media. And that last one, I think, is the most impactful. Our cell phones and social media have truly changed the way many of us communicate, think, behave, and the way we see the world. I'm sure that if we sat down and thought about it for a while, we could find many positive examples and many negative examples of that. Facebook made it possible for long-lost friends and relatives to reconnect with each other again. That's awesome. TikTok has made it possible for anybody with a smartphone to create interesting content and go viral almost instantly. This means that a bunch of interesting people with valuable things to share get the same exposure as someone who has no tangible talent and is just famous for being physically attractive or saying controversial things. That's awesome. YouTube made it possible for people like me and you to learn almost anything at any time because a bunch of great teachers can create educational videos and let you watch them for free. That's fucking awesome. However, there's another side to that coin. Each of these social media platforms are armed with particular algorithms that are designed to keep you engaged with whatever gets the strongest reaction from you. These algorithms learn what makes you tick, what makes you laugh, what makes you mad, what makes you stay on the phone longer. The people controlling these apps know all about your personality, your habits, your beliefs, your circle of friends, where you go, how long you stay there, who's there with you. It's pretty crazy when you think about it. I think Google is the one that scares me the most. It has to be one of the most powerful companies on the planet with access to literally everything you do and search for online. Most of us do everything through Google Chrome, right? Then there's Google Calendar, Google Documents, Google Sheets, Google Maps, Google Voice. The list goes on and on. And Google has access to all of it. 
All of it. Google knows more about you than anyone else on the planet, bro. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm getting away from my point. What I'm saying is that these platforms and this technology have managed to reshape the way human beings behave in modern society. They've changed the way many people see the world simply because once the algorithms learn what type of person you are, they'll only show you one type of content. And if you're a guy and all for just an example, if you're a guy and all you see is videos of girls exploiting themselves for attention, you'll start to think that all girls are like that. If you're a girl, you might think it's totally normal to behave that way and then you'll start behaving that way. It's natural for us to copy and imitate whatever's going on around us. And if you spend most of your time on social media, then you're living in this artificial environment, constantly consuming what you think is really going on around you. But you're not actually here in the real world. I hope I'm making sense. I could say a lot of positive things about modern technology and social media, but frankly, I think we've reached a point where it's doing more harm than good. I think we're beginning to see the erosion, the disappearance, the destruction of traditional morals and values. I'm afraid that I might end up over-exaggerating here, but it just seems to me that so many people have given up on the idea of a simple life that's based on traditional values. Many people don't value the idea of marriage and family anymore. They see it as a trap or an unfair waste of time. And they'd rather live for themselves and enjoy the freedom that comes with being single and uncommitted. Many, many, many women and girls have been taught that it's totally normal and acceptable to exploit themselves on camera for attention, for likes, for subscribers and recognition. They've been taught that men are just evil creatures that want to oppress and control women. They've been trained to get their sense of self-worth and value from how sexually attractive they appear to other people. People are more politically radical than ever before. No more debates, no more research, no more facts. Just two groups of extreme people yelling at each other and at the same time never listening to one another. Both groups get all their news and information from the same social media platforms that were designed to make money by feeding them sensationalized bullshit that's guaranteed to get their reaction. Many people don't believe in a simple life. They don't believe a simple life is good enough anymore. A decent education, a steady nine to five job, a family, and a simple house just isn't good enough. Now we have to be famous. We have to be recognized. We have to get everything on camera and share it with a bunch of strangers. Because if I don't post it on social media, that means it never happened. If I don't tell all these strangers that my life is awesome and I'm interesting, then that means I'll never be awesome and I'll never be interesting. People are getting dumber by the day, bro. We've got more access to information than ever before in human history. And interestingly, that can have a negative effect because anyone can manufacture information at any time. And no one's going to check if it's true or not, right? Think about it. What do we all do when we want to know something? We pull out our phones, we go to Google, and search for the info. Whatever shows up at the top of the first page is what we click on, then we read the information, and we feel like our question has been answered, right? 
Public education has not been improved, updated, reformed, or changed in any way since the 1800s, at least in the United States. And yet somehow, everyone's an expert on everything now. How? Well, I saw it on Twitter, so it must be true. Google says it's a fact, so it must be a fact. Most of us aren't even being taught to think critically, to do research, to exchange ideas, to debate, to respect the opinions of others. None of that. Most of us just live in our own little artificial world that's been manufactured by billion dollar companies that make their money by making you believe that your little world is real. And you know what's crazy? A large part of the reason I'm saying these things is because of what I see whenever I'm on social media platforms. These platforms have started to change the way that I view the world too. No one is immune to it, you know? So I say these things, but I always make an effort to remember that the thoughts and beliefs I've developed over time are only a partial representation of what the world and its people are really like. I always make an effort to remember that for every negative thing I can think of, there's a positive one too. Not everyone is a social media slave. Not everyone is radical. Not everyone is given up on traditional values. Right? I always make an effort to remember that I have to go outside and interact with the world in order to learn how it really works and what people are really like. The shit I see on my phone is just a part of it. And many times it's an artificial, overly sensationalized part. Let me say that again. The shit I see on my phone is just a small part of the world. And many times it's an artificial, overly sensationalized part of the world. It can be very difficult to maintain a healthy relationship with my phone and social media because I've learned so many interesting things and met so many cool people online. I've gotten so much value from these incredible inventions. So I would never say that the internet and social media are terrible things. But I've also wasted countless hours of my life watching things that didn't add any real value to my life. Countless hours of my life avoiding my responsibilities and the things that were actually going to make my life better and get me to where I wanted to be. I've also fallen into the trap of letting my thoughts and beliefs be influenced by the things I see on my phone. So our phones, the internet, and social media aren't bad things. They're just very dangerous tools. And we as human beings in modern society are having a hard time learning how to properly integrate these tools into our lives. And there are people out there that have a direct interest in making sure that we never learn how to integrate them properly. These people literally have the power to change the course of human history, and they can do it all from their computers. So as Naval said in the audio clip, we must learn how to resist. We must learn how to create balance between this revolutionary technology and a traditional, healthy lifestyle. We must fight the temptation to do what is easy, comfortable, and pleasurable all the time. If we can't learn to fight this temptation, we'll never grow. We must remember that real life is happening right here, right now, in front of our very eyes. And whenever we connect to the cyber world, the digital world, the artificial world, in a way, 
we're disconnecting from the thing that's most natural to us. We're allowing ourselves to be reprogrammed by people who don't have our best interests at heart. We're allowing the days of our lives to be sucked away by a machine that gives us nothing in return. And that's a terrible thing indeed. As I said before, I didn't want to exaggerate or be too dramatic in my explanation, but hopefully this has given you a few things to consider and maybe even talk about with your friends and family. And if you'd like to talk to me about it, please feel free to hit me up on Instagram at English with Kaizen or at lifeinenglish.net forward slash contact. I try to answer every message that you guys send me. I really enjoy talking to you. So don't be afraid to reach out and start a conversation. All right. But that's it for now, my friend. So if you've made it to the end of the episode, as always, I want to thank you for your time and your attention. I hope you enjoyed the show. This is the Life in English podcast. I'm your host, Tony Kazan. And I'll talk to you later. Peace. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.